last week I started speaking to you on the subject if the natural is not working switch to the supernatural and it's a case study the case study of the woman with the issue of blood and we are learning 13 things from that woman I shared a few things with you last week and today I want to just conclude on that I'm preaching somewhere this afternoon I'm going to try to run through this and conclude and then we do some few minutes of prayer and then I will pray for a few people that will leave. Are you ready? I, I was with a, a lady. She was driving me in London. And I saw her working in, with the United Nations. So I said, do you know you are going to... I said, do you know you have to do a PhD and then you work with the United Nations? Then she took a phone and showed me on the phone her her career objective and at the ultimate her ultimate aim was to work with the united nations i said the lord has spoken it is done and established today may a prophetic word may a prophetic word be established in your life now i'll show you the importance of living the natural realm and to operate in the supernatural realm all your limitations is natural is are natural all your limitations are natural in the realms of the supernatural there is no limitation okay so if you truly want to see god at work you know sometimes when you hear people's testimonies you think that they are lying it's just like how a friend told me that he has never suffered before that i was a poor guy in in germany and a white guy says he had never suffered before. I just said, I can't imagine a human being who has not suffered. Because in my country where I come from, suffering is normal. And people who have PhD and professorship in suffering, they can analyze suffering. And I also told him how I've suffered. He said he also can't imagine. Cannot imagine. You see, why you have all experience, you cannot imagine. Some of you, since you got born again, your whole Christian life is a natural life. But you did not born, born, you did not get born again to have a natural life. You got born again to move into the supernatural. Like I finished school in Germany, the Lord said, come back to Africa. The Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, everything I created have their own places of abundance. He said that the tree will bear fruit on land and the fish will multiply in the sea. He said, if you live in Europe, you will die a poor man. He said, you will live in wealth, but die a poor man because this is not your place of abundance. Go to Ghana. I came here, suffered, but today look at what the Lord has done. So my life is not natural. My life is supernatural. There are things I do that I know that I don't have the natural capacity to do it. Almost every program in the university have been developed by me. But naturally, I am not that wise. But because I listened to the Lord, I moved into the supernatural. Are you here? I moved into the supernatural. And we want to look at how, this, you see, the natural is so limited. The natural is so limited. So you need to learn how to connect to the power of God. 
the anointing of God. There are some of you, eh? The way you have done, you have done um, makeup. And yet the boys are proposing to the ugly girls around you. Yeah. They are loving the ugly girls and know you. Because the thing is not natural. It is supernatural. Are you here? It is supernatural. When mommy saw me, if she was not a supernatural woman, she would not have married me. She married me based on supernatural revelation. She told the Lord she wanted a pastor. And I appeared. She didn't tell the Lord the kind of pastor. I appeared. Poverty personified. But she has to have a spiritual understanding. Are you here with me? I'm going to try to move you from the natural to the supernatural. And I invite you for the three-day fast this week. Where things will happen this week. It's going to be putu 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 this week. Okay. Now, I'm going to read a scripture. I think I have some few minutes. So let's go. Let's go. So the whole sermon is based on this. And it's part two. Mark 5, 25 to 34. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many, many doctors. And has spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up from behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. It because she thought, because she thought, if I had touched, if I just touched his clothes, I would be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crying, you see the people crying against you. His apostles answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing that what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Thirteen lessons. I've already shared about five. I'll conclude the rest soon. Now, last week, I said number one, the woman was a subject. She was subject to bleeding. When you were a subject, you become the talk of the town. Everybody will talk about you. They will gossip about you. You have been there before. Some of you are still here. People are gossiping and talking about you. Don't be worried. Just prove them wrong. That is all. Don't go fighting people gossiping about you. That is not the way to deal, to shut up gossips, gossipers. The way to shut up gossipers is to connect to the supernatural and shut them up. When I was in Wooden Structure here, people said, ah, the two of her has messed up his life. What they thought was a mess had become a message. That they themselves even preach. That become a message that they also go and preach. Okay, so I, I don't want to take time on this. I shared it last week. Now, move on. The woman was breathing for 12 years. Sometimes some problems will last for a long time. And if you don't switch the supernatural, it will last your lifetime. 
Anytime you are dealing with something that is not going, that you have used every means to try to deal with it, and the problem is outgrowing your first child. Before you give birth to that child, the problem was there, and then the problem is outgrowing that child. That's to deal with it. Some of you, there are problems that are older than you. Because your mother had it, your father had it, and you too, you have it. They are older than you. Your grandfather had it, your great grandfather had it. And you also have that problem, and you are joking with it. You must switch the supernatural. I'll show you how to do that. Now, number three, the woman suffered a great deal under many doctors. When you are going through some problems, eh, people take advantage of you. People can take advantage of people because they are going through problems and use them. If you feel that people, you are suffering in the hands of people, switch the supernatural. I'll show you how to do it right now. I'll show you. Four, the woman spent all she had, but her condition got worse. You are, you are trying, you know, you are trying. You have tried hard to get better. But look at you, you are getting worse. Man of God, what haven't I done? I have done everything I know how to do. But look at me. Instead of you see, at this stage, you can come to that place to say, my problem. God even knows that this one will not go. I have fasted. She suffered. And that many, she spent all she had. You have spent all your time. You have spent all your resources. You have spent a lot of energy. And yet, nothing is changing. Switch the supernatural. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm a testimony of a man who decided to switch the supernatural. And my life changed. My life totally changed. My whole life is based on the supernatural. In the midst of the COVID, we built a two, uh, I mean, twin, seven floor twins. In the midst of the COVID, it's supernatural. It's not natural, it's supernatural. If you ask me how these things happen, I can't tell you. It's supernatural. In the midst of the COVID, we came here. We bought two houses, broke it down. Whilst I'm doing that, I was building a story building, broke them down, and we came here as a church, came to settle here. I didn't take offering for it. I didn't raise any money for it. We did it, we came here. How I did it? Supernatural. Mommy and I, supernatural. We would just pray about it. We would just fast and pray about it. And then we just go with you to talk to us. They will begin to implement the things God is telling us. Then they begin to work. Hmm. Okay, for the woman heard about Jesus. Those that ended there. Eh? The, went over. the woman heard about Jesus. <laughs> this is the turning point. Oh, the turning point. If we go to a church where they don't preach Jesus. They don't preach Jesus. You, you can never attend. The woman heard about Jesus. Proud to this time, she had not heard about Jesus. The woman heard about Now see what happened after she heard about Jesus. The woman came from behind. See, her position just changed. Once she heard about Jesus, her position just changed, brother. Please, Jesus has brought me this far. If I tell you my story, where I've come from, my mother is here. We came to our cry here. Eh? My mother took the lead. We followed her. Nine of us, my mother, my father, and my six siblings, 
plus me, nine. The first room we got in a gang compound house, they used to call the place Okochu. We didn't know what Okochu was. It was when I understood gang that I realized that it was a room they did to keep doves, doves, doves. Abronoma. It was a very small room. Very, very, very small room. If you saw the way we slept, like sardis, sardis even has space to breathe. But when I heard about Jesus, I came from behind. I came, I have never started anything in a pole position. I have never started. I, I, I told you here that it was when I took mommy to honeymoon at Ankafo Hospital. You know Ankafo Hospital? Ankafo Hospital is a mental hospital. And my friend was a nurse there. And he had some small room. That's where we did our honeymoon. Ankafo Hospital. Honeymoon. The first food mommy cooked for me at the honeymoon was done with Kobe. Do you know Kobe? Kobe lies soup. Ankafu Hospital. It was there that I remembered that if we left the honeymoon, we had no place to go and stay. Yeah. We had no place to go and stay. No place to go and stay. So I came to stay, brought her to my cousin's hall. We lived in the hall for some months, eh? Some months. But because I heard from Jesus, I came from behind. Today it's not about my problem is not where to sleep. It is the problem is not, not having a place to sleep. It is where to sleep. Too many rooms, too many houses. Where to sleep? I came from behind. Switch the supernatural. Switch the supernatural. All these strong. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm well educated and I have a business school. But the most inspirational ideas did not come from classrooms. It came from when I was before the Lord. Number seven. Number seven. They, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You see? She heard about Jesus, moved, and now took it to the next level. The woman now touched Jesus. You have been a Christian for a long time, but you have not had an encounter with God before. When we talk about how Holy Ghost came upon us, you, you have not heard that before. You have not experienced that before. How Holy Ghost came. You have not. Because you know what? You are waiting for Jesus to touch you. But the woman didn't wait for Jesus to touch her. She touched Jesus. I'll be asking us to pray very soon. And I want you to touch Jesus. We touch Jesus with prayer. We touch Jesus with worship. When Pastor Kevin was worshiping, I was looking at some of you sitting down and watching him. This is not a performance. Church is not a performance. This is not a performance. We, we come to touch him. We come to touch the throne. We do it through prayer. We do it through worship. So see, the woman touches. Now, why did she touch Jesus? Look at this. Verse 8. Now, immediately she touched. She touched Jesus because of the bleeding. Now, immediately she touched Jesus. The bleeding stopped. So, all this while, the problems she was going through, 
All she needed to do was to hear Jesus move and touch him. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm proposing to you this morning in this service that if you touch Jesus, that problem will stop. Your business is bleeding. Your money is bleeding. Your marriage is bleeding. Your finances is bleeding. Your professional life is bleeding. If you touch him, it will stop. I'll give you like seven minutes to pray. Ten minutes to pray. Pray as if your whole life depends on this prayer. Touch him. If you touch him, the bleeding will stop. If you touch him, the bleeding will stop. You remember the midnight prayers? You remember when we had nothing? What to even eat a day was difficult. All we do is to touch him. We just get up in the middle of the night and we just pray. Sometimes even no prayer at all because the problems were too many. So we just spoke in tongues. We just spoke in tongues for hours, for hours, for hours in our bedroom. We'll be lying down under the anointing. Today, the bleeding has stopped. The bleeding has stopped. Because we do have to touch him. Anytime I see a problem, I go to touch the throne. I go to look for Jesus. Where are you? I want to touch you. Because I know that if I touch you, the bleeding will stop. Jesus, this same Jesus that the woman touched is still here. You can touch him. You can touch him. This same Jesus, you can touch him. Doc said, I told him four years ago that I was going to be an international expert. He's traveling to different countries. He's, he's an expert, not in local Ghana, but the global world. You'll be in Austria, isn't it? And you are speaking to cancer experts. He's an oncologist. He's a senior, he's too humble. Senior lecturer at the University of Ghana Medical School. And the as a deputy, deputy chief oncologist. Short men are dangerous. Are you here? See, you need to learn to touch Jesus. And the breathing will stop. I believe that there's a problem eating you up. That problem, the solution is here today. When I say let's pray, pray as if this is your last prayer before Jesus comes. Number eight, number nine. The woman was in the crowd. But did not do what the crowd were doing. The crowd, the people in the crowd were looking at Jesus walking. They were spectators. 
know that you come to a church like this and God is asking you to do something nobody is doing, then you are afraid. You see what happened there? When God told me to start businesses, almost all my friends were full-time pastors. I said, God, would this work? For when I started running the school, some people said I have backslided. Because sometimes in the midst of the crowd, God will just take one person to show the way. May you be that person. I'm telling you. You don't mean when I go into a crowd, I don't complain. No. I go, I observe. You came to church with a zeal and say, oh, well, well, let me just sit somewhere and look at them. No, 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 no. Be the different person. Just one person. So the, the woman was in the crowd. She was in the crowd, but her attitude was different. Now look at 10. The woman thought. At some point, you must start worrying. You must stop worrying and start thinking. This is why the switch to precede. Her mind changed. Even salvation begins with a change of mind. Today, let your mind change. Just begin to see yourself that this problem can be solved by the Lord. Begin to see yourself that I am better than what life is giving me. I deserve better. There must be a switch in the mind. I want to touch the throne. I am sick and tired of all these principles and ideas that are not working for me. I have tried them. They didn't work. Now I want something different. Now I want something different, Lord. I want something different. It just, it just takes a change of mind for things to happen. The most difficult thing to change in life is the mind. Once you change it, everything changes. The most important change is the change that comes from within. And it starts with the mind. One day I was supposed to go somewhere. I slept late. Prayed ah, into the middle of the night. So in the morning when I got up, I was feeling sleepy. I was tired, feeling sleepy. I was trying to say I won't go. So I went to the washroom. Whilst I was sitting down, I was still sleeping. Just sleeping. Then the Lord said to me, whether you like it or not, you will go. So change your mind. From sleeping to going. I just switched my mind from sleeping to going. Some energy, I don't know where it came from, entered me. All this mindset of any you, you, all this mindset of if I don't sleep with the man, I won't get money. If, the, if I don't sleep with this man, he will leave me. If I, you have slept with many men, you are still not rich. Change your mind that if I, this man sleeping with me and using my sex slave and making me sin against God, if I leave the man, God will take care of me. When she heard about Jesus, she moved from behind and touched him. You have been waiting for Jesus to touch you. The crowd is large. Touch him. And here, here what happened. The woman was freed from her suffering. The Bible says that when she touched Jesus immediately, she was freed from her suffering. Now the Bible did not say she was freed from the bleeding. It was she was free from her suffering. Anything associated with the bleeding stopped. See, one problem 
is the tributary of a, a bigger river, isn't it? Man of God, today we need to touch Jesus. We need to touch him. So what? We need to touch him. That's the solution you are looking for. Just touch him. Just touch him. There must be a change of mind right now. Just touch him. Some of you, your mind is that if I don't do people, I cannot survive. Change your mind that he can take care of you. She was freed from her suffering. Today, let God free you from your suffering. 12. The woman drew power from Jesus. Sometimes eh, we want a powerful man of God to come to lay his hands on us. But this woman went straight, bypassed the men of God, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and went to Jesus and drew power from Jesus. That same power is still in Jesus. It can change your life. Are you ready to pray with me? Pastors, get microphones ready. Look at 13. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has healed you. From the day, you see, faith has no formula. Faith is an action based on the belief that because this is God, if I do it, I'll get results. Before this woman touched Jesus' garment, there was no record that the garment of Jesus has ever healed anybody. You are the theologian. Well, it was there a record like that. There was no record that the garment of Jesus had healed anybody. There was no record. There was no record. There were other women who supported the ministry of Jesus. I'm sure they were watching for him. They were watching for Jesus. But anything you do that has not got faith will not attract the power of God. If we pray without faith, nothing. If we sing without faith, nothing. If we preach without faith, nothing. If we pay your tithe without faith, nothing will happen. Then Jesus said to the woman, your faith has healed you. Jesus said, I did not heal you, your faith. You, you, see, you see what I'm preaching to you? You have to believe it and act on it. Don't doubt it. That if you pray right now, you are touching Jesus. Don't doubt it. Believe. Your faith will heal you. Your faith will make things happen. Because it is faith. Just believe. Just believe that I have seen it in the Bible. The man of God read it from the Bible. It happened in the Bible. And so if I act on it, it will work. If I act on it, it will work. If I act on it, it will work. I see Jesus. Sit there. Oh.